Thanks for joining me today on the Church Brand Guide Podcast. My name is Michael Persaud. This is the podcast where we help your church create a great brand in your community. We define having a great brand as having clear, consistent communication over a long period of time. And we believe that is the greatest way to grow the reach of your church. Today, we're going to be talking about some tips to help you do marketing in a very effective way. You can do marketing, but you want to do the right thing, not just anything, so that you get great results. And today, I'm going to share with you seven things, seven tips that will help you make sure you're doing the right thing when you market your church. As an agency, we come in and we work with churches. We'll work with multiple churches, and all along the way, we're picking up new churches that we work with. So the challenge for us is to learn about that church, to understand who they are, and then to help them move forward and communicate clearly so that they, uh, they're they getting great results with their marketing. We can come in, and, and many churches uh, will have a agency come in, or even like a staff designer or a volunteer designer in the church. Uh, they'll, they'll have a, them design something, create a video, uh, build a website, and that's kind of the end result. They just want something done. But what they forget about is there's a bigger brand that's that's a, that's at stake. Whenever you produce something and you, and you communicate something, you're really building a brand, whether you're intentional about it or not. You're building a perception that people will have of your church. So you need to be intentional about it. You need to discover who you are and then be intentional to only do the things that matter the most and only do the things that are going to lead you in the right direction. So that's um, that's a great piece of knowledge, but let me unpack what how we do that. As an agency coming in and serving a church, we want to learn as much as we can so that we can lead forward in the area of communication to make sure that there's a strong brand being built. So like I said, the, 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 the default for most churches is to do something for marketing, and then um, move on to the next thing. And the next month we do something. And the next month it's a mailer. And the next month it's a video. And the next month it's a, you know, all these different things. There's lots of options out there. But what we need to do is make sure we're going in the right direction with all of it so that we're really good stewards of what God has given us. And we're building on top of it, creating an alignment where everything is working in unison to help us get to the right place and uh, get there as quickly as we possibly can because there's a lot at stake. There's, there's eternal destinations at stake. So the first tip I want to share with you is that we have to describe the process. So when we, when we come into a, an organization, a new church that we're working with as an agency, we come in to help them create media. And really, we come in as consultants to help them understand branding and what branding is and define their brand. And then once we've done those things, then we create the, the correct media that will help them build a strong brand. So we have to define the process, though. So our process is that we continually are looking around what we're doing. There's a thing, there, there's a, th- a thing, an idea called a Chinese spiral, where you put an idea in the middle of the room and you just walk around it with a bunch of people and you take a look at it from many different angles and you keep on walking around and around and around until you figure out what needs to be done. 
So in a lot of ways, when we create a promotion, when there's an event that needs some promotions uh, done with it, we want to put that big idea in the middle of the room and then have some people uh, that are with us walking around it so that we're, we're sure that we're promoting this thing the right way with the right messaging and putting the right thing out there. The other thing about this big idea of, of our process, the Chinese spiral process, is that once we're done with something, we want to evaluate it. We want to continue to walk around it to see what was effective, what was not effective, what can we do on the next time around, and uh, what can we borrow maybe on something else that we're getting ready to work on. So we want to always learn from it. We always want to make it better, have a mentality to make it better. The second tip is to go through a, a, um, a turning point uh, profile. So basically the big idea is to go through the history of the church. So when we come through... Um, a church and we're coming there for the first time, we need to understand the journey that they've been on to get them to the point where they're where they're at, what we're picking up on. So we need to learn what has worked in the past, what has not worked in the past, what is effective, what has not been effective. So we want to discover all of that and we want to we want to learn about the history and guide them through a discussion, a very, very honest discussion of the history of the church leading up to this point. And the honesty comes into play by being honest about, hey, the church was thriving at this point. But then it was stagnant at this point, or maybe it was even in decline at this point. We want to we try to uncover why that is in a very honest way. So people need to be vulnerable and, and be able to say, hey, it's be- because of this thing. If we, if we can get there, um, that, that has caused us to be stagnant. Or it's because, you know, this part of our ministry is not healthy right now, so we're stagnant. So we need a very honest discussion to understand where the church has been, and where they are now. So the turning point profile is something that helps us to do this. The third thing, the, the third tip, um, when we come in, we want to we find out who the primary audience is. So who is the target audience, and what are their values? So we want to, every church is unique. So every church is gifted at reaching a unique audience. And this is true of, of just about every church that you can think of. There's not a cookie-cutter approach. Many times we come into a church and we'll ask the question, so who, who's your tar- target audience? And, and most of the time, well, the initial answer is everyone. Um, it, it basically is going back to the Great Commission of uh, reach you know, everyone with the gospel. But really, if we think about it and we unpack it, uh, Jesus had a target audience. He was here for the Jews and then that message was taken by his disciples to everyone else. So in the same way, the church has a target audience. Your church has a target audience, a group of people that you are gifted at reaching. You're really, really good at reaching those people. Just think about the worship that you do. It's not going to appeal to everyone. It's going to appeal to certain types of people who like that style of worship. Just think about the community that you're in. I don't know where you're at, but if you're trying to reach people that are beyond 200 miles away from your church, you're probably not going to be very effective. You're, you're going to be wasting your time and your energy. And you you naturally, you know that. You When you send out a postcard mailer or you do an ad campaign on, on Facebook or Google, you're going to put a radius around that campaign 
because you know there's a certain limit uh, geographically to what you're able to do. So in the same way, we have to define our target audience. Who are the people that we're really gifted at reaching? Is it is it single moms? Is it young families? Is it young adults? Is it um, there's all different types of people that we can begin to categorize? Is it a certain ethnicity? Um, is it a certain uh, age demographic? But we need to identify those things in a very honest way and then identify their values. What are the values that these people have so that we can begin to uh, uh, relate to them in how we communicate? And uh, that's, that's really a key thing. So that's the third thing is to identify the primary audience and their values. The fourth tip is that we want to create a mission statement. So when we come into a church, if they don't already have a vision statement or a mission statement or a purpose statement, we want to really help them find this statement. It helps us get clarity, and clarity is what helps to build a strong brand. So we have a, diff- a couple different processes that we use to help an organization create a, a statement that we can use, but more importantly, that they can use to help communicate in a very consistent way. So that statement, we one of the first things we like to do once we discover what that statement is and we have that clarity, um, we want to put it up on the wall. Uh, we literally put it up on the wall. So get some cutout letters and some different things and put it up on the wall somewhere. Might be back in the offices. It might be in a prominent location up in the in the lobby area, but somewhere that makes sense. And then uh, we want to run hard towards that. So all the different marketing materials that we we put together is going to be pointing towards that that statement that we uh, we agreed on with the church leadership is the the mission that that's what we're doing or that's the vision of the church and we can get into semantics of what uh, mission and vision and, and a purpose statement is but having a statement is is the win that's the goal so usually a vision statement is where you're going you you want to define where you're going this is this is our vision of where we want to go as an organization the mission statement is what do we do it answers the question what we do so if you can have both of those that is awesome and you can have two different statements to give clarity that is awesome but um we uh we just try to get at least one statement that we can run towards so um when we come in we don't want to just have the organization say hey we want a video and we want a postcard mailer. We, we really try to come in and say, here's what needs to happen. Based on your goals and what you're trying to accomplish, you need a postcard mailer or you need a video or you need to implement video announcements. So we can provide good ideas based on the, the statement that we've come up with so that we can help this church move in the right direction. So the, the next tip, I believe we're on tip number five, is that we want to figure out the ministry life cycle. So um, we we want to be, figure out where the ministries are in the church in terms of their health. So uh, a church might have a dozen ministries that, that are happening on a weekly basis or even a monthly basis. So there might be um, a kid's ministry, a teenager ministry, maybe there's a men's or a women's ministry, uh, might be a prison ministry, a singles ministry, all these different things. So churches have different types of ministries happening. So we want to go through a profile and figure out where these ministries are in terms of their health. So what, what, would I, what I mean by this is that it could be um, 
a a small ministry, but it's on it's on an, a a good a good slide. It's building momentum, or it could be um, a ministry that's been around for a little bit and it's plateaued. It's it's good, but it hasn't had a lot of momentum lately. Or maybe there's a ministry that has been around and there's really not a whole lot of momentum behind it. And people are overlooking it. It's it's close to death. It's it's not doing well, and it probably needs to go away um, at some point. So those are kind of extremes, but it, it could be you know at the very beginning where it's beginning to accelerate and gain some momentum. It could be plateaued, or it could be close to death, and and it, and then ministries can be anywhere in between those those things. So we want to make sure that we identify all the key ministries in the church, and we have we have a graph that we actually um, put up on a board. Uh, if you think of a bell curve, it starts off low, goes way up high in the middle, and then ends at low at the uh, at the very end. So we like to plot all ministries on that bell curve, where the middle, where it peaks up really high, is at the healthiest, strongest point, and then on the left side, the far left side, the lower left side we have um, a brand new something that's just barely getting some momentum um, to begin to grow. And then on the far right side is something that's close to death, like it, it needs to go away or it's it's pretty much done. So there, And it could be anywhere in the middle. So we want to figure that out. And the big idea with this is that we want to promote the right things. If we promote something that is unhealthy, then we're going to be counterproductive in what we're doing. If uh, if the church is uh, spending uh, resources, money, and time and energy promoting something that is not going to represent the church well, then you're really being counterproductive. You're chasing people away, and uh, you're using resources to do that. So we want to focus on the things that are healthy and strong. We want to get them promoted, do really well at uh, promoting those things. As the church works on the other things that might not be healthy and strong and either gets them to a healthy and strong place to where we can start promoting them well, or they can eliminate them and say, hey, this is just not working out. So then we can focus more of our energy on the things that are really going to matter in the in the life of the church. So that's the, uh, that's the other thing. So number six, the sixth tip is to create a, um, a, a dashboard. So we want to create, uh, we want to identify the ministries that are crucial to the success of the church. So we want to say, we want to take about five, maybe three, three to five of the, the greatest um, uh, ministries, I say greatest ministries, but the ministries that have the greatest impact on the church. And we want to focus on those um, for, for a while, for about three to six months. And then we can, we can switch that out and start to focus on other things. But when we're first getting started, we want to focus. Um, we want to focus. That's kind of the big idea. We want to have a focus on the right things so that we can build momentum. And um, we start with the strongest things. And then we try to go from there towards uh, fixing some other things so that we can start pr- to promote those. So we want to find out what key ministries um, are going to help the church the most. A good example of this might be a small group. So a lot of churches thrive on their small groups. If if, if their small groups are doing well, then the church does well because relationships are being formed and people are connecting. They're not leaving. And when people come in, they, they find community, which is something that people need. So small groups is a good example of what this might be. 
Um, small groups can be uh, Sunday school classes. They can be home groups. Yeah, they can look at, um, uh, different in different ways. It can be ministry serve teams. Um, so they, they can look uh, different. So we want to figure out what those things are. So if small groups is something that's crucial, let's say it's home groups. Uh, if, if home groups are crucial to the life of this church that we're working with, then we definitely want to make sure we put resources and energy and attention towards promoting the, the home groups so that the, the church will build momentum, uh, will be attractive, and then we can start to focus on other things down the road. So the last thing, the last tip, if you are in communications and you're trying to grow your church and you're doing marketing, whether you're the lead pastor, you're a volunteer, or maybe you're on staff, you want to lead with the why. So you want to make sure that everything that you communicate starts with the why. So what I mean by that is um, you want to make sure you're connecting with people in the areas where it's going to be sticky. So if you picture your brain, there's like the inner inside core of your brain, which is like where your emotions and your feelings are. Your, your strongest feelings are in the, in the core of your brain on the inside. Then as you move outwards to the outside is your more logical, logical way of thinking. So many times what churches will do is communicate on the logical side. They'll say, hey, we have an event and it's at this day and this time show up. We'd love to see you there. Well, that's that's not very sticky because there's not a really compelling why behind that announcement. So when we communicate, we want to try to, to communicate the why first. So here's what this looks like. Let's say you have a new membership class of some kind. The old way of thinking about things or the ineffective way of thinking about things is to tell the what. Uh, so when the promotion might look like this. Hey, uh, on Sunday at 2 o'clock, we have this class. You can come. You can learn about the history of our church. You can learn about what we are doing in our community. And you can learn how you can be involved with uh, the work that's happening here at the church. Come. It's on Sunday. Uh, you'll love it. You'll have a great time. Uh, we'll see you there. But let's flip that on the other side. Let's, let's start with the why first. Here's what that looks like. Basically, you're starting off by addressing them. So you're saying this, if you want to make a difference in your world, if you want to come in and develop your talents and abilities and serve people and serve the kingdom of God in a way you never thought was possible, we want to help you do that. We want to develop your skills and abilities and put you in a position where you can help the most people. Come to our membership class. It's on Sunday at two o'clock. So that's a different message. That, that's a message that's focusing on the audience first. They're asking in their minds, they're asking, what's in it for me? And so we're trying to answer that question first, and then we're inviting them to be part of our event. So we want to always lead with the why. We want to always keep in mind that question of what is in it for me? Back in uh, decades ago, people would think about, hey, I'm part of a bigger organization. I want to be, you know, I'm a small part of a bigger organization. But <clears throat> today, the truth is people uh, think differently. They, they always think, what's in it for me? And as, as, as our marketing uh, answers that question, it's going to determine how effective we are in reaching people and inviting them into the work that's happening in the church. So those are our tips. So if you're gonna if you're gonna communicate uh, effectively and your marketing is gonna be effective, 
you need to establish these things. And this is basically what we do when we come in and we start working with a new church. I believe this information will help you no matter where you are uh, in a church. I mean, you might be an agency like us where you're coming in and you're working with new churches. You might be new at a church doing communications or graphic design or video production. Uh, but if you're if you're gonna uh, be successful, you have to figure out the right things to do, and these seven uh, tips will help you figure out what the right things are. Maybe you're a pastor and you want to go through this and make sure that the people that are helping you to communicate, uh, create uh, graphics or screens or um, videos with your website, you want to make sure they have a good understanding of what's going on. Well, you can go through this this whole exercise with them so that they have the right uh, information to promote the right things. It's, it, it shouldn't always come from the pastor. We should empower the creative people around the pastors so that they can make the right decisions. And that's really what we're talking about here. As an agency, when we come in, we want to be empowered to make really good decisions that are going to, that's going to help the church. We want, we want the pastors and the ministers to be excellent at what they do at presenting messages and ministering to people and visiting hospitals and uh, helping kids understand the Bible. Uh, We want them to be really, really good at that stuff. So we want to be really good at promoting. So we're the experts in that area. We want to help them promote better. We want to take their messages and and put it into a better package and um, and then present that to the to the masses to the the audience that they're trying to reach in that community and and help them to be attracted to the church and to the ministry that's happening there. So at the time of this recording, we are coming up on Christmas. It's uh, the whole season's getting ready to hit. So there are two different churches we are working with right now that want to uh, help people in their church and really in the community celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. So based on their their vision uh, and what they want to do, we came up with two completely different uh, ways to do this. So with one church, one of their core values that they want to they want to push towards in their in their in their mission statement is to inspire faith. So the promotion that we ended up coming up with after kind of talking around it, doing the whole Chinese spiral and thinking around it, was basically giving out a gift. So the the service right before Christmas and um, on Christmas Eve as well, because Christmas Eve is actually on a Saturday, uh, they're going to give out a gift, a small box, and then on the inside of that box, there's a there's there's a message in there that just talks about what the the pastor was talking about, and it's a it's a magnet that can be placed on the fridge. It's a big scripture that can just inspire people for the ideas to stay up there for at least a couple months. And then um, along with that is a link to a page on a website, on the church website, where they can get a, uh, a Christmas devotional. So the idea is to help families put the true meaning of Christmas into their celebration. So the devotional has a, a short three-minute video with the Christmas story. It's animated. It's not uh, too young, but it's not too old. So it's it's designed so that people can go through the Christmas story as a family together right there on your iPad or iPhone. It's mobile-friendly, and you could just watch the story of Christmas right there. And then there's another video where the pastor is going to give a 60-second, just a little devotional message about Christmas and what we can do to celebrate Jesus at Christmas. And then at the end of that video, there's a call to action 
to uh, have everyone share one way that they can show uh, the love of God in the next week. And so the idea with the call to action is that there would be a hashtag, which people can then post to on their social media. So at four o'clock on Christmas Day, uh, when everybody's kind of looking around at everybody else on social media, uh, the idea is that there's all these messages about sharing God's love coming out of this church um, that people can come across. So basically, there's um, there's three different components. There's the gift they get at the Christmas Eve service. There's a magnet that goes on the fridge and a website that then helps them celebrate the true meaning of Christmas and also provide a social component so that people can share the true meaning of Christmas to other people in their social audience. So that was that was great. We're going to execute that. It looks awesome, lines up with the vision of what this church wants to do, and um, the leadership feels really good about it. Now, there's another church that we're working with, and they too want to help people celebrate the true meaning of Christmas. But their vision is to help people enter into authentic worship, uh, and not, a, not just worship, but corporate worship, coming together to worship. So the idea is that, uh, that we came up with, that we um, walked around and, and basically uh, uh, brought together, was that on Christmas Eve, there would be an event. And at this event, we would um, have uh, people from a local orphanage. There's a, there's a boy's home where boys without parents stay. So they're going to be invited to come to Christmas Eve, and they're going to be treated well. Um, the church is going to uh, dress them up with nice clothes and bring them to the uh, the church itself. And then everyone in the church is going to just celebrate them and help them feel special. It's just a special time where um, the families of the church can come together and um, hang out. So before, before the service itself, they're just going to hang out in the lobby area they um they wanted to have a kind of a special feel to it so people will dress up real nice and they'll they'll the church itself will provide just some little finger foods that you can gather uh eat and then gather and talk with other people so it's a very social event so the corporate worship component is really at play with this idea and then we're inviting these uh these boys from the uh, the the orphanage the the boys home to be a part of this and then um the uh in the lobby area there's going to be a string quartet where they're playing christmas music and um after after a little bit of time they're going to go inside the auditorium and they're going to sing worship songs uh, Christmas songs kind of mixed in with worship songs. So the, the big idea, the heart and the passion of this church is to have people worship on Christmas and have people focus on other people on Christmas instead of just focusing on the gifts they're going to receive. So by having the, um, the the boys from the boys' home come, the, the component of like focusing outward is there. It's not just getting together for us. It's getting together to really make a difference in the lives of somebody else. So there's a corporate component to it where they're going to get together and sing together and uh, worship together. This church has an amazing worship band, so absolutely amazing. So they're going to come together, do their thing, gather and worship. And then at the end of the service, a short service where all the kids are in there with their parents, they're going to have a kids um, a kids component to it as well, where the kids will get up and, and sing a song, uh, a group of kids. And uh, so the family is another big component of what they, they want to do with their uh, their church. So that's going to take place. 
And then at the end of it, they're going to have a little bit more time where they can mingle and hang out in the lobby area. The string quartet will be there again playing some music for a, a few minutes. They're going to have little bite-sized brownies and uh, things that you can just hang out and, and fellowship together before you head out and then go celebrate Christmas with your family. So uh, two different, completely different events, two completely different uh, promotions that we put together, but just based on the vision of the church. So um, the uniqueness and the the um, the specialness, if that's a real word, I don't think it is, but the uh, the uniqueness of these promotions is really driven out of the uh, the vision that these churches have. Each church individually has for their community. And uh, that's really how this happens. When, when you know what's going on and you have a good understanding, then you can produce the right type of uh, content, the right type of promotions and marketing that really lean into the vision of the church. So I hope that example helps to illustrate what we're talking about in this, uh, this episode. The resource I want to present to you today is for all of you out there that know that there is a power behind building a strong brand. You've seen companies out there that do this and they sell products and they're successful doing what they do, but you know that your church needs that. You, you need to be successful in creating a strong brand for your church because there's a lot at stake. It's not just about selling products like those companies. What you're doing is changing eternal destinations. You're helping lives to turn around and get on track and become great. And so it's, it's extremely important that you get this right. So the resource I want to tell you about really comes out of the idea where we have worked with churches over and over again to help them build brands, to help them to reach more people with the unique uh, calling that God has given to them. And we've done this with these churches, and we've, we've, we've been able to help them build brands and produce the media behind it. And then as a result of that, I've put together a video course that's available online. It's an online video course that you can purchase to help you put together your church's brand. So it really guides you through the process from top to bottom of what it takes to put together a brand. There's eight video uh, modules that are part of this course. There's also a PDF downloadable ebook that's a part of it. And then we have a whole bunch of PDF documents that, that come to help you go through this process, process of creating a strong brand for your church. It's $197 and it's available online as an online course. So you can purchase it at churchbrandguide.com. It's going to help you tremendously to get alignment in your church so that you can start to to grow your church by having clarity and communicating with clarity over a period of time. So this is going to, it's going to help you out tremendously. Once you have that clarity, people are attracted, they're drawn to your church, and you'll begin to grow in attendance and in, in, in other ways as well. You begin to be more effective in reaching people in your community. So make sure you check that out at churchbrandguide.com. Also on Church Brand Guide, you'll, you'll see a bunch of free resources that you can download that are just there to help you out, help you build a great logo, a great website, create a great video for your church. So make sure you check out the website. The blog is on there as well, where these podcasts are posted with some show notes and uh, a bunch of other links to help you just become better at building your church's brand. Thanks again for joining me today on the Church Brand Guide podcast, and I'll see you next time.